welcome to the first episode of Generational Gap. My name is Matt Fern. I'm James Mitchell. And we're going to do a, a podcast. We've never done this before, so sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, we've thought long and hard about what we want to do uh, for our podcast. And we came up with an idea that we were going to focus on issues, whether they be silly, whether they be controversial, whether they be serious, whatever they are, we were going to focus on them and decide what our opinions were on them. And from our opinions, we were going to decide whether it was based on our generation, based on our socioeconomic upbringing, and... Personality. Personality. Yeah, based on our personality. So I think it'd be interesting just to try and look at all of our lenses that we view, whatever topic we end up talking about. And that's why I'm interested in what we're going to talk about for however many podcasts we have. Because I think we often overlook the idea that there are different lenses that we're seeing things from. And trying to understand what that lens is might help us understand another perspective on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a real important way of how we think and how we see the world is always important to know the differences between each other so that we can tell, like, how do you interact with the world and can understand that and can come at that person from that angle instead of from your own lens, which can be good for you, but can convolute how you feel about how others are acting. Yeah, like glasses, just wearing a, an actual set of glasses or... If we changed glasses, they look somewhat similar, but we wouldn't be able to see. No, no. I'm sure you have worse vision than me. I'm sorry. I don't know about that. Maybe we should test that sometime. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> so what do you want to talk about today? Well, we had talked about talking about beards. Do you want to talk about beards? Beards, yes. Let's talk about beards. I was thinking about this. Who are some famous people who have beards? Well, um, one of the most famous right now, which is terrible, is the Duck Dynasty people. They all have really, really big beards. Oh, those weird pronounced. beards. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good example, because I don't really like those beards. Uh, no? You don't like those beards? No. Nah. Weird beards. We'll weird talk beards. about weird beards later. Okay. See, I thought about Abraham Lincoln. Okay. He's a good beard. Growing up in Illinois... Of the land of Lincoln and being here in Indiana where it's Lincoln's boyhood home. You know, Abraham Lincoln's an interesting figure in American history, but the idea there are very few pictures of him without a beard, but he looks so different when he has the beard versus when he doesn't. And I don't know what I think about it, but he was the person that came to mind when I first thought about somebody who's famous with a beard. And maybe one of those things is because it looks like that, that uh, Uncle Sam figure. I don't know when Uncle Sam came about, actually, to be honest. I'm not sure either. But you're right, the the big hat, the the big beard. And did that make him more stately or did that make him more um, believable? I just wonder if, if Lincoln didn't have a beard, if he would have become president. Yeah, it's very true. The original Uncle Sam drawing for the U.S. Army was a 1917 poster. Okay. So... Maybe Uncle Sam was actually modeled after Abraham Lincoln. It's possible. Yeah. We'd have to look that up sometime. The use of Uncle Sam was before, but the picture, the famous I Want You for the U.S. Army poster was didn't come around until 1917 for World War One. So the image we know today 
is is from the early 1900s, but the concept of Uncle Sam was some other time. Yeah. Hmm. Thanks, Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> Who else has some? As we think about famous beards, and it has it could be in history like Lincoln, or it could be the the Robertsons from from this new this new era. Oh, ZZ Top. They have ZZ beards. Top. Yeah, they did. They've got famous beards. But that's kind of that weird beard, too. It is kind of a weird beard. Um, but it's part of their it's part of their style. And if you see them without their beard, it would be a completely different band, wouldn't it? You'd expect them to play some, like, punk or something. <laughs> I don't know. Music's... You know music's not really my thing, so... Ah. It would be interesting to think... Again, would they... Would they, is the beard what makes them famous or were they famous? Could they be famous without it? Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting idea. I mean, you think of beards and bands, you think of ZZ Top, you think of Kansas, you think of, I mean, you think of these like 60s rock bands that started out in like the Midwest in like the country and started playing at bars and then got big all of a sudden because they had this country rock cool sound that was big during the 60s and 70s hmm. so i wonder if that's part of it it's like well here are our roots we're from kansas we're from you know back roots two hours away from st louis kansas city hmm. so we're like you know way out there which for the 60s that was way out there yeah what purpose do beards have i mean i don't have one yeah i do have one although i recently trimmed it yeah I think it looks good. Thanks. Do you, what, what purpose does the beard have for you? Now, for me, and I didn't start this way. When I originally started, I just wanted a beard because for whatever reason, it feels, feels like a masculine thing to grow mm. a beard to me. Um, but now when I shave my beard, I feel fat. <laughs> <laughs> you can just see my face so much better. And then when I grow a beard, it's like, oh, don't, don't look that fat. Well, kind of fat, but not that fat. So um, that's that's why I still have a beard. But I think the main reason I started growing a beard when I finally started getting so it was actually full was because it felt it felt masculine. Hmm. And maybe I tied it to people like Abraham Lincoln. Oh, I thought of my person, uh, Christian Bale. Oh yeah. Have you seen him with a beard and without a beard? Yeah. I feel like he looks so much better with a beard. See, I would disagree. Yeah. But... There you go. But yeah, but I, when I look at Christian Bale or when I look at, um, oh man, what's his name? I feel so bad. I'm terrible at pop culture. We're going to find that out oh, real great. quick. Real quick. What um, movie was he in? He was in... Ryan was, Reynolds. He's had a beard recently. Yeah. He looks less like a girl when he has a beard. <laughs> um, that's my... Sorry, Ryan Reynolds. Mm -hmm. Don't don't hate, don't hate Matt for that. Uh, you can. That's okay. He's not going to listen to this podcast. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe he wants to listen to something about beards. Hugh Jackman was who I was thinking oh, of. Oh, right. Hugh Jackman without a beard just looks like he needs a beard because he constantly has a five o'clock shadow. Sure. And it's like, are you are you there or are you not there? Just pick a side. So what age were you when you first grew a full beard? Oh, probably not till I was 20. And you started to grow up because it was a, a felt more masculine yeah. to do that. Yeah, I think that if we think about it in, in not just pop culture, but in American culture, it seems like the the beard is a manly, you know, the lumberjack stereotype or now the hipster. Mm -hmm. You know, there's this 
there is something I think about the difference between clean shaven and, and bearded, probably even in historic culture, you know, if we look across whether it's religious beards, um, whether it's Judaism or um, potentially even like the Amish to bring it a little bit closer to the Midwestern roots that we're in. <laughs> You know, the, the younger people don't have beards, the, or younger boys don't have beards, but I think there's some point where they end up growing them, maybe as after a marriage rite or something else. And so it is interesting what that facial hair, how that's attributed to masculinity. I just wonder. Yeah, that would be an interesting case study. Anyone from Ball State um, in the anthropology department that's listening to this podcast right now? You have a new thesis to think about. Beards and the societies that they're in. There you go. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Just give us some attribution when you when you publish that thing. Yeah. And a couple dollars. Just something from the snack machine, if you could. <laughs> That's all that we really need. But please, please pay for it. Yeah. So, um, James, have you ever tried to sport a beard in your life? You know, I really don't like shaving but i don't like what a beard looks like so i shave every day when mm-hmm. i go to work but come friday sometimes i'll fudge it but definitely saturday and sunday i am not shaving and so come monday morning i'm shaving again but there was a time i guess it was last february we went out to joshua tree mm-hmm. and i didn't have a razor or any need for one while we were out there and i came back with a, a a decent looking beard i guess it's more it doesn't grow very long since my hair is naturally curly mm-hmm. i think it would have to grow for a while before it looked similar and because i'm so fair skin and blonde haired it, it's hard to make it stand out against my facial features yeah it also has weird colors in it which i think is so strange you know yeah. if you look at a beard all together it just looks like the color of your hair but really your hair's got these different tints and it bounces the light and for me i've got patches that are darker or lighter in other places yeah i know someone who's got dark hair like yours but his beard grows in red yeah you know there's it's got this very clear red tinge to it um and i just thought that was it's different um but no i've never i've never tried to grow a beard Uh, my dad had a mustache that used to have varying degrees of fullness. He used to be able to twist it and wax it yeah. like a handlebar mustache. Sometimes he wore it just like a big walrus. Um, and then in his later years, he grew a beard that then he was able to have somebody trim, a barber. He'd go in and have a barber trim it, um, I think, mainly because he was having trouble with a steady hand. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's never it's never really been something that I've been as interested in. And I'm not 100% sure why. I just It's just something I don't care for. So you kind of touched on one of the points. Uh, your dad had a mustache and then a beard. Now, did he have a beard after you had left the house? Yes, it was, it was several years after I left the house. But he had a mustache while you were in the he house. He had a mustache. Every picture I ever imagined <laughs> with him. In fact, I saw... Um, I have a little... Do you know Yosemite Sam yeah. from Looney Tunes? Yosemite I, Sam, my favorite. <laughs> Yosemite. Um, they, I have a little figurine that I keep in my spare bedroom. And, uh, as I picked that up the other day, just reminding me of him because that crazy long mustache, um, <laughs> and my dad had red hair as well. Not that bright red, but he did have that. So he always had a mustache. So part of that, you would say you've never been interested in a beard, but part of that is, um, 
you grew up seeing a mustache. Right. So that's maybe didn't affect your your thoughts on a beard then. You mean the fact that there was a role model mm-hmm. in my family and right. whether that would have influenced my decision or not. Right. Yeah, I wasn't I clearly wasn't following the lead necessarily of someone in my household that was sporting a beard or yeah, I guess I've never considered that. If I think about most of my family members, there's really nobody that has beards. My uncle, my aunt's husband, has a beard, and he's had a beard for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, he was a truck driver. Ah. And so I wonder, are there certain careers that beards are more likely to fit into? Yeah. Yeah. Especially, uh, maybe not now that we've gone into the some we accept your lifestyle changes sort of we don't want you to do this, but we're not going to stop you sort of mentality mm-hmm. I get from a lot of workplaces. Um, I see a lot of that with my workplace and tattoos. You know, you're not necessarily supposed to have tattoos showing, according to the handbook, but no one says anything about it. Because it's one of those lifestyle choices that are becoming more frequent, more normalized, and so I feel like that's something that's seen. Um, something I know from, I mean... Obviously not from my own experience, but from carried down experiences that, you know, you're supposed to have very trimmed, you know, the mustache and the beard is supposed to be trimmed. I remember uh, a couple years ago, I had first grown a full beard. I was very proud of it. It was the first, it was getting kind of long, a little unruly. And I went into my grandma's house and she says, Matt, oh, oh yeah, I see you have a beard there. And then we kind of <laughs> talked for a while. <laughs> And then she said, uh, when are you going to trim that beard? I'm like, Grandma, I don't want to trim it. I'm like, well, you should. You're not going to get a job. Hmm. It was one of those, one of the, the first things she said. Because um, I was still in college, you know, ready to go out and accomplish yeah. my, accomplish whatever I was going to do in life. The first thing she said, I was not going to get a job. Did you ask her why? Why she said that? No, no, I didn't. Um, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I can fairly assume that she would think that employers would see my beard and would suspect something of me that I, that I, maybe I'm not portraying. So that's potentially a generational thing. You know, that's what you're talking about in the workplace. And then especially when you go back and talk about your grandma thinking that way, it probably harkens her back to a different time of things like beatniks in the 60s. You know, what are they up to? No good, probably. <laughs> um, which is another group that I think as we were talking about earlier, ZZ Top and other musicians having beards, um, obviously actors going back and forth having beards or not beards, depending on if they what role they're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, often, you know, we see pop culture pictures of actors or actresses, and they look differently than they would have normally because they're getting ready for a role or they're in that role, so they can't change their hair. They've changed their hair, their face. Um, whatever it might be, or they gain weight or lost weight, but mm-hmm. the beard, no beard, I think is a stark difference when you, you know, the almost like before and after. Yeah. Like, what does that look like? <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's interesting. The generational piece that that I think is morphing, but you know, we know somebody who's had a job where when he first started at the job, beards were not allowed. It was a private company. And they did not allow men to have hair that went over their ears or beards. And it just was not appropriate for them. And they've, they've made it a little change in that, it sounds like. But that was part of their dress code. And I think 
you know, more power to the employers that that's their choice to do that. And I think it's that person's choice to decide whether they are interested in being employed in that, in that arena. I, you know, my advice to students who would have been in your situation that your grandma was talking about would be trying to decide what that industry that you want to go into is and see, does that fit? Mm-hmm. I doubt that very many companies will have a problem with you having a, a beard, but it probably needs to be neat. Not one of those just really gross, weird beards. That's hmm. the best way I can describe them. Weird beards, yeah. Can we talk about weird beards for a second? Yeah, let's do that. Take a side note. Um, people with weird beards out there, um, and I know a few of you, so that's fine. Um, I don't, I don't care if you have a weird beard, you know, it's, I'm kind of cool, you know, I'll ask questions about it, you know, do you shampoo it in the morning with your hair? Do you condition it as well? Um, how does your wife feel about that? Um, that's usually the first question I ask because that's what affects me was how my wife would feel about it. But, um, how do you eat? Hmm. That's my main question. Cause you know, beard gets so long. Um, I usually like, you know. I'm extremely messy when I eat, so I have to keep my face close to my plate or there's food everywhere, especially if it's rice. Heaven forbid if it's rice. With chopsticks. With chopsticks. (laughs) It's all over the table. It's on the floor. It's in the beard that's already short. So if it's long, I understand that. Like, do you throw it over your shoulder? If it's long enough, do you have like a little tie that you kind of pull back or do you tuck it into your shirt? Um, Questions that I would have that I don't... I don't know if I would actually ever be able to ask someone that would with a weird beard. Yeah. It also reminds me of like those cartoons that, you know, somebody's got a cartoon beard and then a bird has started to grow out of it. Um, <laughs> I think that was a Simpsons episode, maybe. Homer had a beard and birds grew out of it. Yeah. I think that was an episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, it was a whole tree, I think, right? So, the... The talking about weird beards just a little bit more isn't there a competition like some kind of beard competition where people come and they show off their crazy weird beards yeah and i think you're talking about like that rumple was it rumples not rumple still skin rumple still had a long beard because he slept for 20 years right no that's that's we're no that's somebody else that we're thinking about it's uh oh who is that guy I want to say John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, but that's clearly not it either. It's Rip Van Winkle. Rip Van Winkle, yes. That's who that is. Thank you, Google. Yes. Or Bing. (laughs) We're now accepting endorsements if you'd like to provide some for us. (laughs) All right. So, yeah. um, If you Google Beard Championships, you will come to worldbeardchampionships.com. World Beard Championship. Yeah. They have the 2015 Beard and Mustache Championships. One was in Austria and one was in New York. Huh. If you want to follow along, it's worldbeardchampionships.com. Looks like a guy from Portland. Of course. One. Dan Lawyer for Freestyle Mustache. Ooh. Lynn Ellison for Imperial Mustache. Is that like, does Darth Vader have a mustache? I don't know. I'm going to get on this. Madison Raleigh, um, earning a perfect score in the full beard natural category, which, as a little side note, always the most competitive. Huh. Full beard natural category. So that just sounds like it's just completely unruly. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, let's pull up some photos. So here's a, um, wow. 
If you're on there, look at the freestyle mustache uh, section. Holy cow. Because there's a guy with a three-tiered mustache on there, which is incredible. That looks like an octopus. How many How many tentacles does that thing have? Six. So oh. it's two off. So there's the full beard natural category. He looks like Hagrid. Yeah. So Hagrid from Harry Potter. Oh, there's another one. Bunch of beards. Bunch of beards in Harry Potter. We got Albus Dumbledore, a wizard of... Of, of high knowledge. The wizards, yes. And then we've got an evil wizard, Lord Voldemort, uh, he who must not be named, <clears throat> excuse me, um, without a beard. But he's very unnatural. Lucius Malfoy has no beard. Yeah, he's, he's evil. Cornelius Fudge has a small beard, but he's just kind of silly. But he's good. But when he's bad in the fifth book, he doesn't have a beard. Huh. So now you're thinking that there's something about, before we were talking about it, maybe beards going along with certain careers. Now are you thinking it's like the black hat, white hat of the cowboy genre movies? I mean, maybe according to Warner Brothers, but I mean. So beards equal good. So what does that make me? I don't know. <laughs> Insert devil horns here. <laughs> There, if there's got to be that uh, yin and yang, yeah, then the beard, no beard. Yeah, you'll be yin and I'll be yang. So you mentioned you wanted to ask people what their wives thought about their beards. What does your wife think about your beard? Um, it depends. She does not like when I shave it anymore. Hmm. Um, when I was first growing it, she'd be like, eh, do you need that? Because I think it was, I was still at this point where it was just kind of, still kind of patchy. But now that it's like growing in more full and it actually looks like a real beard, um, she likes it better when I have a beard. Not a really, really long beard, but like trimmed up. Kind of like yeah. right now. Yeah. So are you able, you're, you're talking about it like almost like you've worked it out that there are certain parts that maybe were patchier. Uh, how does that work? Like, aren't, don't we just have hair follicles wherever hair follicles would be? Like, yeah. has it changed over time? <clears throat> Yeah, so um, right in, kind of like on the goatee line, where it uh -huh. comes down and attaches, like the, the chin strap sort of thing, Uh huh. that's where it has trouble. Okay, yeah. But I tend to grow it a little longer on my cheekbones, oh. so that I can kind of do a beard comb over a little bit, Okay. and push it down. Um, it's grown more, and I actually read about that. Um, you can go, I think it's like there's Dollar Shave Club, there's uh -huh. Dollar Beard Club, it's owned by the same company. Um, and they actually have ointment that you can put on certain places, like there, that um, allows for more rapid hair growth. Because it tends to come down to either the oils on your skin there, either there's no hair follicles there at all, you just were born without hair follicles there, or there's just a lack of vitamins in your diet that allow for proper hair growth. But you tend to see more patchy on your body, you know, it's vitamin, I think it's vitamin D deficiency usually tends oh. to come down to that. But there's different things like that that you can buy that allows you to grow more efficiently. That's neat. I, I, I'm a Dollar Shave Club member. Didn't know there was a Dollar Beard Club. Yeah. How about any of you podcast listeners? You have, have weird beard weekends where you just don't want to shave or you just let it all hang out? It's always possible. I'm sure you do. So if you have any questions or any comments about this, go ahead and reach us at Gin Gap Podcast and put those up. We'll also 
put a link to those beard pictures so you can go check them out and share them with your friends because yeah. they are pretty incredible. It was pretty incredible. So Matt, I, I looked up an article that is 10 Things You Might Not Know About Beards by Mark Jacob and Stephen Benskoffer from the Chicago Tribune. I really liked this one. And well, here they, they mentioned um, bearded versions of Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman um, that entertainment websites have been excited about them. But did you know that ZZ Top, two of the three members have beards, but the other one doesn't? Yeah, I do know that. I didn't, and this picture is kind of crazy. But this is what I thought was an interesting fact. Peter the Great, enamored of Western ways, encouraged clean-shavenness among Russians by imposing a tax on beards. Huh. And so really the only people who could have beards were people who could have paid, afford to pay for them. Because it says noblemen paid 100 rubles a year for a medallion that served as a beard license and carried the inscription, The beard is a useless burden. I think when I hear you talk about getting food in your mouth or in your beard or, you know, having to trim it or do all those things, it just seems like a lot of work. How long does it take you to groom? Yeah, let's just call it grooming, if that doesn't sound like monkeys do you have a bunch of monkeys that come in and groom you no that would be extremely uncomfortable probably i don't know never tried it uh, i'll get back to you next week um no uh, I, I would say it depends on the day it depends on the length of my beard and depends if i wanted to stay that way so tomorrow i'll be getting ready for work i'll have to shave my neck because it's one of those days it's the work week beginning of the work week for me um and then I'll probably take a gate to like my sideburns and maybe my mustache just to make sure it stays at the same length. Okay. Because this is a spring beard. If not, my face gets sweaty. Oh, so there's another function of beards that it keeps you warm. Yeah. In the winter, that's why it's much longer than in the summer or spring for me because face warmth. Hmm. So you don't have to wear scarves. It's a natural, natural yeah. scarf. Exactly. An internal scarf that comes out. But tomorrow it'll probably take between my neck, between me cutting my neck inevitably, and then gating probably two to three minutes. Not terrible. Oh, about as long as it would take for me to shave. Yeah. Huh. But if I have a longer beard, um, depends on the length, because like if it's like short to mid, I'll probably put some oil in it to make it soft so it doesn't make me itch as bad. If it's long, I'll probably put some like kind of styling putty. I think that's what they call it. Oh yeah, that's stuff that hipsters put in their hair. Yeah, they also put it in their beards. Now you know. Now you know. <laughs> PBR and beards. So what about personality? What about our personalities? might make us lean or lean away from beards it's a good question for me i don't know about personality wise i think there's probably part of me that likes just the clean very simple not that a beard isn't simple but it just it's more going on on somebody's face yeah i'm already wearing glasses you know i've got some hair still left on the top of my head and so maybe i don't know maybe it's part of that that it's just that I like more of that. I don't know if it's indirect, indiscreet. I don't know what the word is, but... Can I speak into that a little bit? Yeah, let's hear it. Um, is there a part of you or a lot of you that likes routine? Well, of course I like routine. 
I mean, but do you notice that you like your teen maybe a little more than everyone else? Than well, most people you know? Than most people, maybe. Not everybody that I know. Just no. most people. No. But most people. So maybe a beard, after having no beard for so long, would change that routine enough to, I don't know, throw off your day a little bit. Yeah. To make it kind of a weird or a bad day. Well, and there's that transition period. You know, I, I've said I've grown out it out for several days, and mm-hmm. it gets long, and it's about the same length, but there's that transition period where it's all itchy, too, and it just mm-hmm. seems like too much work. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you might be right there. Because that's what I struggled with at first when I was growing a beard, because it changed my routine. It's like I wouldn't go and take a shower and shave immediately before. Like, I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to shave. I would consciously have to make myself skip it. Right. Or if I was too tired, I would shave it off and be mad at myself later because I was trying to grow it out. Sure. Kind, um, of, kind of like women when they cut their hair and then immediately regret it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I struggled with at first. But then I think part of being an introvert for me, I think extroverts are rebellious against some things i think introverts just don't care about some social things and so around me i see no beards that doesn't mean that i can't grow a beard and so it almost makes me want to grow a beard a little bit okay because it's almost a unconscious against the grain sort of thing yeah so the non-conformist in you wants to do that do other people the other men in your family have beards yeah, my dad has had a goatee for as long as I can remember. Okay, but when, not a full beard. Um, He'll sometimes go full beard in the winter. Winter. For the same reason that I have a longer beard in the winter. <laughs> yeah, I think it's hard to say this one, you know, the idea of personality, because we have similar personalities to some degree. I don't think I'm as much of a nonconformist as you are. Um but I think if we look around, even if we just went out and found the first 10 people with beards, we'd probably find across the board some introverts, some extroverts, just the personality difference about whether they would have a beard or not could be different. Yeah. I mean, there's also maybe the difference about is it clean and neat or is it a little more of what we've been calling the weird beard or just the natural type of state of that. Yeah. And even that's probably some nonconformity. You know, the idea of the guy with the six six tentacles that, again, we will hopefully show you when we get the opportunity. But that idea, there's clearly some personal expression going on. And so, really, it's just an adornment more than anything. You know, like the glasses that we pick out or the clothes that we wear, whether we have a beard or not, is just all part of that, that look. Hmm. Again, like your glasses. That if you wore a different pair of glasses or you took your glasses off, you look... Very different, similar to what we were talking about about some of the celebrities, how night and day different they can look. And they're just more visible. But I think when somebody... It's hard to have that drastic transformation as somebody who's growing a beard because you see it if you see them every day. Now, if you don't see them for a month, maybe it goes from no beard to beard in your mind. But the bigger drastic change is when somebody can shave their beard in just overnight and have that suddenly different look to them yeah one of our friends that's a teacher he did that he grew a beard most of the winter and then started shaving it off incrementally and when he did that his kids in school they they couldn't quite understand what was going on they couldn't remember 
and they thought he grew a goatee overnight and just crazy things like that but i really do think it's part of that adornment some people seem to like it and some people don't maybe it's relational you know some some people have a, a spouse or a partner that they really like the the clean shaven look or the unshaven look or the neatly groomed look whatever it might be yeah so just seems like taste it's personal taste personal style so we've decided pretty conclusively that it just is very person to person. There's not much of a trend as far as generational or socioeconomical or even personality wise that would lead us to believe, at least in our own circles, that this is some sort of trend in one of those categories. Right. I don't think so. I mean, I think we can explore probably that masculinity piece a little bit more, you know, the what was the the Dos Equis model? The mm-hmm. what, I don't remember what he what they called him. The, the most interesting man most in the interesting world. man in the world has a beard and that yeah. silver mane of hair. No, you know what they call it a silver fox. That's what they call <laughs> him. The attractive older man. Who's they? The ladies. Oh, the ladies. The okay. ladies. I don't. So George Clooney, he'd probably be in that. Oh, for sure. But I think that that's interesting too. That concept of so what what is it about the beard that that makes somebody seem more manly if they've got one yeah in some people's eyes i wonder if that that's just in some people's eyes yeah and not to delve too much into psychology of it but depending on what you believe you know we're all kind of related to apes in some ways and they have hair on their face so I wonder if it just comes off on this like primal leader of the pack alpha male sort of thing in that way. Yeah, I think I don't I don't know that I have really ever thought about it, but I think that that seems like a plausible road to at least explore. Yeah. Doing half your work here anthropology student. I hope you're taking really great notes. Yep. Yep. Just turn this in for your <laughs> thesis. You can put your name on it. It's okay. Yeah. Now, beard also has a, another connotation, and I've been thinking about this for a while as well. Um, you know where I'm going with this? I'm not sure. I'm going to let it play out. So beard can sometimes be uh, a, a woman who is in a relationship with a man who may be hiding something, his sexuality perhaps. Have you ever heard that used that way? I have. Yeah, and I, I, I was really curious about that. I think, you know, there are... Our craze over celebrity clearly gives us the desire as a culture or a society to want to know everything about people. And so then we feel like people have to hide things. And, um, you know, but there, I think just like we started off our conversation talking about famous beards, meaning men with beards, there's probably some famous women who have been accused of being beards for the men that they've dated. And, I don't know that I want to talk about it too much, but that idea is is an interesting cultural one of the beard as arm decoration or, or distraction, a red herring from what people are doing. Well, rumors start flying and then they wonder if somebody's got a beard. Well, even from that, from that idea, working off of the idea of masculinity in beards, it's like if you're someone's concealing something for somebody, being a beard for that somebody... Because, especially because of their sexuality choices, they are trying to hide their femininity under a masculine assumption, which is a beard. Yeah. 
that stereotypical masculinity type of thing. Yeah. And you talked earlier about wanting to hide what you thought was fat. Yeah. <laughs> when you looked at that and hiding it behind the beard. Yeah. And hopefully not the bearded lady. We didn't even not even go in there with the circus, no. but yeah, um, quote unquote women who are bearded. No, I think they were legitimately women the, yeah. that had beards. You know, I think women have facial hair too, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you ever see the bearded lady and she's never, she's never really that much older than like me in a picture. She didn't look that much older. Maybe she's had some work done. I don't know. <laughs> but you think of like a, a woman who has, you know, some like, you know, hair on her, on her face and you usually typically think of someone who's a little older. Yeah, there's also, I think, some cultures where that's a little more expected. Maybe some of the European cultures or Eastern European cultures that, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe it's functional for some places in the world. If it's really cold all the time, you know, men and women might need a little bit of that peach fuzz covering to help keep the, the frostbite off or whatever. Yeah. Years and years stuck in Siberia. Women and men are growing beards. Burr. Well, this has been an interesting conversation about beards. We've talked about generationally. We've talked about personality-wise. I think we've talked about it in some in pop culture and in our culture and understanding of it. I'm not sure if there's any other ideas that we want to explore. Do you have anything that's burning on your mind? Not right now, no. But we're always going to come back and hit a few points from the last podcast. So if you have any questions, concerns, terrible ideas, definitely tweet at us at GinGapPodcast. Or if you want to email us, it's at GinGapPodcast at gmail.com. That's G-E-N-G-A-P podcast. And we will get back with you and address them on the next show. With that being said, I think we're going to sign off. It's been a fun conversation. Good talk with you, man. Good talking with you, James. <laughs>